0: Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be.
1: Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Really excited to be able to talk to you again this week. As you know, every week, I love being able to sit down with you, to talk to you, to be able to walk through this journey step-by-step with you because it's important. It's important to be able to hear your story, the stories of other dads, and be able to gain insight, gain perspective, to be able to better understand the journey that you're on. And that's why every week, I love being able to bring you different dads because every father does things in a little bit different way. Whether you're a father of one child, whether you're a father of... Nine children you are going to father a little bit differently and you have to father a little bit differently but that doesn't mean that you can't get assistance you can't ask for help you can't build upon the experiences of other dads and that's why every week it's important to talk to people that can help you along this journey this week we got another great guest i love being able to bring you different dads with different perspectives and this week we've got Casey Stubbs joining us Casey is a father of nine and we were talking right before the the show here today to and I said I don't know how you do it so I'm looking forward to hearing about this because at times I have my hands full with only two so having nine and being and having your hands full that way is a completely different experience and I am excited to be able to hear and learn from him Casey thanks so much for being here today
0: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, I'm excited to be able to talk to you. And I guess first and foremost, what I'd love to do, because I know you have five daughters and four sons, and this is the Dads with Daughters podcast. So what I would love to do is go back in time and go back to that first moment, that first moment when you found out that you were going to be a dad to a daughter. What was going through your head?
0: Wow, that's that's quite a while ago. And (laughs) so great question, Chris. Honestly, just a lot of excitement. I think maybe a little bit of nervousness because, okay, I don't really know what I'm doing. How am I going to do this? But overall, like, okay, I can really add some positive impact. I can do some good things and I'm excited for the opportunity.
1: I talked to a lot of dads and, and many dads say that in raising daughters, that sometimes there's some fear that goes along with that. What would you say was your biggest fear in raising daughters in today's society?
0: my biggest fear was focusing on relationship that's one of my my weaker areas i believe is i'll do anything for someone and you know i'm quite have quite a servant's heart but when it comes to like connecting on a personal level sometimes i'm not great at that because of my personality i'm kind of like a the type of person that focuses on work a lot and not necessarily so much on connection And so for me, the biggest challenge is to been kind of like slow down, not always focus on things and tasks, but planning quality time and connecting.
1: So if you know that that is one of your areas that is not your strong point, and many times I know with raising daughters myself for at least my daughters, and I think many daughters, they need that in their life how do you or how did you have to adjust to be able to strengthen that weak area uh
0: so the 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 best way is to get other people in my life that are good at that to help me and kind of point me in the right direction and my wife is very good at that there was i, I was listening to something just the other week where it was about fathers and missing fathers and how it's a real problem in our society. And then one of the big points was that even if you are a father and you're at home, it's a real benefit, but you can't just uh, be in home. You've got to be actually active. You've got to actually be connected. You can't be there but not engaged. And so the big thing is engaging. How do you do that? Asking questions, really taking the time to be involved and to care and to show concern without like an agenda, without saying, okay, well, this is what I want you to do do and give a list, but really just trying to draw out the things that are important to them. And as I said, my wife is very good at helping me with that because I'm not great at it. So she'll say, Hey, you need to do this. You need to do that. And when she says that I listen to her.
1: It's definitely important to listen and to surround yourself, like you said, with the people that can help to build you up and help you to strengthen those areas that may not be as strong, not only in your personal life, but professional life. So it's great to hear that you're able to do that as well. Now, I said you had five daughters, and I'm sure that every one of your daughters is a bit unique. So talk to me a little bit about the things for each of your daughters, that you love to share individually with, with each of them, that allows you to maintain that unique relationship.
0: Now, uh, yeah, you're right. Each of my daughters is so different, and the biggest thing I would say is focusing on helping them identify some of their giftings. Right, because we all have different things that are that that uh, we're good at. And so one of the things that I try to do is to focus on each daughter and help her identify you know, the things that she likes to do and the things that she's good at. Because I think growing up as a, as a daughter or as, a, as a, kids in general, they will maybe compare themselves to other people and they're like, oh, well, I want to be like this person. I want to do what this person's doing, but maybe they don't quite have the giftings for that. And so as a dad, it's really important to identify um, giftings and say, hey, look, you don't have to be like your sister who does this, you are you, this is the thing that you're good at. So, you know, like my oldest daughter is very good at being independent and getting things done, finding details, very good on detail work, like, okay, putting things up and lining them in order, whereas my next oldest is more of connected with emotionally and concerned about how people feel and really focuses on her emotions and so i'm just trying to point them out in the right direction and say look this is your gifting you should be focusing on you're really emotional you like to connect with people you you care about people and this is a gift and you know this is what you should develop and maybe stay away from some of these other things.
1: I love that because I think that you you do have to find those gifts that each of your daughters has. You have to be willing to step back and let them drive the bus per se and allow for them to share with you what those are, because it's not, al- it's not always easy to pull that out, but you see things in a different way. So as you look at your time with your daughters and your life, what would you say has been the hardest part for you? And maybe it was the the piece that you talked about earlier, that weak point, but what, what's been the hardest part for you in being a father to daughters? I think
0: understanding the difference between daughters and sons. You know, I mean, that seems pretty obvious, but really you cannot approach your parenting style the same way. And so for me, it's been a much bigger adjustment And with girls, it's important to, as I had mentioned before, is just really trying to understand where they're coming from and, and communicating in a way that they communicate, trying to find their communication style. So that's been the toughest. The toughest is being able to find their communication style and communicate in a way that they understand that shows that you really care about them and that you're focusing on building that relationship with them.
1: So I mentioned that you have nine children and that is completely foreign to me because of being a father of two. I, I know what that's like. I, I can't say that I know exactly what it is like to be a father of nine. So walk me through the picture of kind of a day in the life for you of how that all plays out in being a father of nine.
0: Well first of all my wife is a huge help. I mean she's prob- she's more than a help. She's like the foundation. She's really solid because I I work a good bit with my my job and so it keeps me very busy. So that's the first point is that my wife is very good at connecting with the kids, keeping them on track, helping with the schooling, you know, things like that. So so for me since I'm working I've got to be very specific with my time. So when I'm come when I come home, I want to be very intentional. I wanna daily, I have a, a daily plan. That's kind of what I what keeps me going is just by being intentional, right? The more of capacity or or more of a load that you're carrying with more people, you've got to use your time a little more effectively, perhaps. So the things that I was doing when I only had a few kids doesn't quite work now that I have more. So I've got to be very effective, right? And my oldest is, is not at home anymore. Uh, she's on her own. And so that's part of my intentional lifestyles that I'm always connecting with her, calling her, making sure that I'm keeping that engagement even though she's not in the house now. I want to still be involved because parenting doesn't stop when they get older. The role changes a little bit from being like a care provider, but you're still there to help influence and guide and help walk them through their difficult times But the answer to the question is very intentional with my day and with my time when I get home that I'm spending a little bit of time with every child and trying to have some connection points and conversations on a daily basis.
1: So how do you do that balance? How do you balance not only work and personal life, but then being able to find those small moments to be able to separate and share for each of your children, let alone your wife?
0: So the first thing is it's very, very challenging and I don't do it all the time. I'm not perfect at it. It's a lot of days are not ideal as I would hope, but the success that I've had and and that I'm working at improving is getting myself to slow down and starting my day with some quiet reflection time. So I start my day and it's really important for me to spend my time uh, praying, spend some time with the Lord, and then focusing on my daily things that are important. So I have a list of things that are important to me. Relationships is the top of that list. Then, so I, I write those down. And the thing that I believe is really critical is that the more that you have on your plate, the more that you have to slow down. And it seems like that doesn't actually make sense, but it actually, it works, right? The more that you have, the more you need to slow down and think and really plan and be intentional about your life.
1: So when you say planning, and I'm sure that there's a lot of organization that happens and you said your wife is instrumental in helping you with that as well. Because there's planning that has to happen professionally. There's planning that hap- happens personally. I'm sure with a larger family, you have to do that even more so. So talk to me about the planning that goes into this, whether it's you or your wife or a combination of the two of you. How do you plan to be able to, to manage everything in a family of that size?
0: I have a, a format that I use that I picked up several years ago. And I got it from a book by Michael Hyatt. And the name of the book is called Living Forward. And the idea that he presented in that book is you want to kind of look at your life at the end, right? And say, okay. And, and the, the example he used was as, at a funeral, right? What do you want people to say about you at your funeral? What do you want your wife to say? What do you want each one of your children to say? What do you want your business colleagues to say? And then you write that out, right? You you say, this is what I want to be known as. This is the person that I want people to kn- know me by. So you write that out. And then when you come up with the what, like this is what I want them to say. I want my kids to say that, they, that their dad loved them and that he made time for them and that he spent his life... Making sure that they were well taken care of. So that's my end goal, right? So once I have that, then I write down what are the action items that I need to adopt in my life to make that happen. And so I come up with a list of things, okay, um, quality time, uh, activities. And then I write out, well, how, where are those activities going to take place? When are they going to take place? How are they going to take place? And And every day I have that master plan that I wrote and I printed it out. I put it, laminated it, put it in a little book and I review it all the time. I keep it with me and I'm always going over it to ensure that I'm following through with my actions. So that's how I intentional and how I do it.
1: I appreciate you sharing that. Now, I know that your children range in age from age 9 to 24 right now, and as your daughters are getting older and, they're, and you're having more, I'm going to say, adult conversations with them, how are they reflecting back on the way that you and your wife parent and how now as they become adults that they are are looking at at the way, not only that you parented them, but the way that they want to live their future.
0: Yeah, they're they're going through some learning experiences. You know, what I experienced as a kid, as a young adult, I feel like my my daughters are going through that same process. Which is when you're when you're growing up, you do things the way your family does, and you want to discover new ways. You want to do things that are a little bit different. So I'm seeing a lot of that. There wanting to do things differently. They're very thankful and and have good gratitude for what my wife and I were able to instill in them. But they're very excited to do things differently and to try things their own way. And as far as what that is, I haven't really seen that they figured that out yet, but their path trying to explore.
1: Understandable. And that's definitely something that you can only hope, right? You can only hope that you've prepared them well and that you've provided them with the compass to be able to guide them in the direction that they will want to go go to be able to live their life. And that you've given them values and morals and and other pieces in play to be able to provide them that compass for their life. Now, as you are looking at the future, and as you start to have kids leaving the nest, I know that things have been chaotic, and at, at some points, and, and it's definitely hard to balance. As you mentioned, as your home gets a little bit quieter, maybe a little bit, how does that change the way in which you father?
0: As things change it's important for me to be aware of what season of life I'm in and what season of life my kids are in because everything's a cycle and a season right and so now I'm getting ready to change my seasons in my life and my kids are getting ready to change the season so so there has to be a, an, an adaptation and I feel like as you're older, you know, you go, your relationship changes to one of authority to one of influence, right? And I want to be able to maintain that relationship and have that influence to be a guide. And so that's something that I'm focusing on. And I also remember, you know, I I don't have any grandchildren yet, but I know that when that comes along, I want to make sure that I take great advantage of that because my grandparents were very, influential in my life. And they were very intentional with the time that they spent with me, the fact that they invested in me. Now that I'm 46 years old and am grown up, I'm very thankful of the impact that my grandparents had. And I want to make sure that I am going to take advantage of that as well.
1: Now, we always finish our interviews with what I like to call our Fatherhood Five, where we ask you five more questions to delve deeper into you as a dad. Are you ready? Yeah. In one word, what is fatherhood? Protection. Now, when was a time that you finally felt like you succeeded at being a father to a daughter?
0: When my kids were up against really difficult circumstances about what they should do with their lives and they would come to me for help and guidance.
1: If I was to talk to your daughters, how would they describe you as a dad?
0: They would describe me as consistent and caring. Who inspires you to be a better dad? My dad, for sure, definitely inspires me and my grandfather.
1: Now, you've given a lot of pieces of advice today, things that I think every dad can take, whether they have one child or or 10 children. As we finish up today, what's one piece of advice you'd want to give to every dad?
0: To not get worked up over the small things and realize that your time is precious with your daughters and to enjoy it and really not just joy it, enjoy it, but just really treasure the time that you have with them and don't let a minute go without understanding that.
1: It is challenging and time is fleeting. I know that. My daughter is a senior in high school getting ready to leave the nest. And I can think back and it does not seem like that many years have gone by. And people tell you that when your children are young, but just know that it is true, especially as they get into school and and things keep moving forward because you can't stop time. So doing whatever you can to be engaged is so important. Now, Casey, I know that you have your own podcast. If people want to find out more about you, about your podcast, about what you do as a dad, where's the best place for them to go?
0: Well, my podcast is on my website, which is uh, tradingstrategyguides.com. I talk about trading strategies, how to invest in the market and you know, speaking of of your kids and daughters, that's such an important way thing to teach them and you know, that's one area that I've been able to really help out is teaching my daughters to put money away into, the, into investments and into the market has been huge. And it's really important so that they can be financially free, you know, take the first 10% out of their paycheck, put that into the market, because if they do that, when they're young, most people don't do that. But if they do that when they're young, they'll be thanking you later for sure. But yeah, tradingstrategyguides.com. You can contact me there and follow all my social accounts there.
1: We'll definitely put a link in the notes today. Well, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Casey, for being here today, for sharing your own journey as a father. And I wish you all the best.
0: Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
1: The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org.
0: Calling astronauts and firemen, carpenters and musclemen. Get out and be the one to them. Be the best dad you can be. Be the best dad you can be.